With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Screen Heroes. I am Ray, one of your hosts. I am joined tonight by one of my other hosts, Derek. Hello. 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 And I'm joined by our guest, Eric. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> I love that your names rhyme. It makes me very happy. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that we could accomplish it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got glad I got that name change in just in time. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us again. You've been on the podcast a few other times, so thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, I'm kind of like uh, Monsters University. This is a follow-up that nobody asked for. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed, tonight we're going to be ranking all 20 of the Pixar films, and like us, you're probably sitting there saying, holy hell, there's 20? Yes, yes, there are. Uh, but first, always news. So this week, small uh, box office, of course. Um, Night School came in first, Smallfoot in second, and three was uh, The House with a Clock in its Well. So really fun, smaller pictures. Um, let us know in the comments if you saw any of those this weekend. Uh, news. Tom Hardy has said that his favorite part of Venom was cut. And there tends to be a discrepancy. It's either 30 minutes of footage or up to 40 minutes of footage. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doesn't look good, man. No, we'll be reviewing Venom next week, mm -hmm. you know, because that comes out here this weekend. And yeah, early reviews have not been particularly positive. Nope. Comparing it to things like the Catwoman movie, Fantastic Four doesn't matter which one. <laughs> so, over our interwebs chat, Ryan, Derek, and I decided to take an over-under on the Rotten Tomato score that's going to pop up this weekend. We'll announce who won next week, and then the following week, I'm going to make that person some baked goods, and we'll eat it on the show. Aww. And this will be our new thing. We'll just do this for reviews. I'm good with it. Uh, so Ryan picked 38%, I picked 29%, and Derek was super kind and picked 50%. Yeah. It's very kind of you. I'm going with the Price is Right rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new Hellboy poster. Well, wait, wait, wait. There's a Venom thing that I, I, I didn't know if we wanted to skip oh, over or not. go for it. So there's a Venom thing? There's, there's controversy with Venom now. So, oh, right. the, the other movie of significance I... that's opening this weekend is the remake of the remake of the remake of A Star is Born, um, which stars Lady Gaga. And apparently, there's a conspiracy going around that Lady Gaga fans are writing bad reviews of Venom to promote people to see A Star is Born instead. <laughs> 
And it doesn't end there because then the Lady Gaga fans came out and said, that's not true. It's DC fans <laughs> that are actually doing this. So, um... I feel like that was just a troll. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, if you don't like Venom, you're either a Lady Gaga fan or a DC fan. What so, if I'm both? Lady Gaga a DC superhero now? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, she was supposedly on the short list for the Birds of Prey movie. She oh. might as well be there a superhero. Go. She dresses so, like one. So there you go. That's that's happening. That's ridiculous. So, so you got one monster going after another monster at the box office this weekend. Uh, yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. There go. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting, you know. Yeah. Our definitions of interesting are very different. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, so new Hellboy poster, and I am absolutely loving all the shares of it that are saying new Hellboy poster. It's lit because you know there's actual fire on the poster, and that just cracks me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, really cool poster. David Harbor looks amazing. He does. He uh, looks better than the first picture that we got a little while back. Which was still really cool. Which was good. But even yeah. so. But this looks pretty intense. I don't know, Eric, are you a Hellboy fan at all? I, I never read the comic books. That's it was fine. just one of those, but I did enjoy the movies. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm in the same boat. And if, if Ron Perlman is, is really running for president in 2020, <laughs> I want to be his Kansas <laughs> representative. All right. I'll, I'll be happy to put up all the signs throughout Kansas. Well, you heard it here, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. Uh, there's an there's two new trailers that dropped this week. New Into the Spider Verse trailer, which introduced uh, Spider Ham and Penny Parker, uh, along with Noir Spider Man as well. So we got to see uh, the the Spider Team double what we have seen. So it it looks a lot of fun. That trailer was awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Um, first off, it more or less confirms that that Peter Parker is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because they basically show what happened in the three other Spider-Man movies that Tobey Maguire was in, Yeah, which I think was an interesting choice. I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. I like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. for the most part, at least two thirds of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Spider-Man but... 2 is horrible. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is Kidding. brilliant. Kidding. It's our draw. They somehow made Dr. Octopus interesting right? and cool. So you got to give them props for it. Absolutely. Um, but the, the trailer is really cool. It looks great. Uh, Spider-Ham is, is actually in it, which is just hilarious yeah. to me. Um, and Nicolas Cage is voicing the new R Spider-Man, which he's just <laughs> moving through the heroes. He's played Superman, and now he's playing Spider-Man. So. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah, of course. Ghost Rider. He did that one seriously. That's right. <laughs> I, think, I think these last couple have been maybe a little more tongue-in-cheek, but... I'm fine with it. I, lo- I like yeah. Nicolas Cage. So. A new Dark Phoenix trailer dropped as well. Which... <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Left us all very whelmed. <laughs> I, I would even caution, maybe say underwhelmed a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm I'm never bored watching a trailer, and I was bored watching that trailer, right? Like, I mean, you've seen trailers for movies that ended up being terrible, right? But the trailer was at least like, oh, that was a good two minutes. Yeah. Right? This Those was, were the good parts. Right. You know, and this was kind of like... Eh. I love how everybody was focused on why Storm was carrying an umbrella. Like, it, it couldn't be because... Sorry, I'm watching our chat, and it's... 
Yeah, we're frozen. We've been frozen Clearly. for a while. Um, <laughs> Since I went to take a drink. It, it, it could be that like it's just naturally raining, and instead of using her power, she just carried an umbrella and said... She can control the natural rain, too. Maybe she just likes to not get wet when she's getting everybody else wet. It was at the funeral, right? Yeah. Like maybe she just I mean, a funeral somewhere. A funeral yeah. for for Charles Xavier. That's so, probably right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe she just made it rain on purpose because it was, was a you know solemn event. She was so. so sad she couldn't control her own powers. That's what it was. Maybe there you go. There you go. I'm good with that. Yeah. That's the most interesting part of the trailer right there. Yeah. Why is Storm holding an umbrella? That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> and 48 hours later, the movie got pushed to June. So it's been delayed again. Yeah, that's insane. Like, What is going on with that? It, I can't imagine that's a good thing. The movie's been pushed three times now. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are trying to spin it and say it's a good thing because now it's a summer blockbuster release. I'm, I feel like that's maybe a coincidence at this mm-hmm. point because if you just keep bumping it six months, eventually you're going to hit the summer, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know. Right. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, Vin Diesel has been teasing a female-led Fast and Furious movie. Not a female only, a female-led. And... The comments are so misogynistic, it's ridiculous. Like, most of them had to deal with uh, women who don't know how to park. So, yeah, let's... Let me just completely forget the fact that Charlize Theron, Michelle Rodriguez, and Gal Gadot have been in those films. And, you know, they've never brought money in at the box office or, you know done any good so look if, if your big argument against it is the cliched women can't drive thing at that point you're out of ideas yeah. even for your own disappointment you're out of ideas well everybody was so. complaining also that you know hollywood's out of ideas duh we've been out of ideas for decades like that's why we adapt comic books and children's novels we and that's why the fast and furious now has eight movies one sequel and one uh, spinoff planned already. Yeah, I mean, apparently, that, that Vin Diesel said they have through ten movies planned, and I don't, I don't think that includes this, the, either of the two spinoffs that they're talking about. Um, and I mean, the thing is, the spinoffs, the all female cast, The Rock, and it's not an all female, just female led. Oh, female. I'm sorry, like, female led. Maybe it focuses more on Michelle Rodriguez, and she's kind of the boss in okay. this one. Like, I, I don't know. That's all they said, but. They specifically said female led and not all female. Like, fair, let's just fair enough. But like, when Furious Seven made a billion dollars, for them to go in any other direction means that they're risking a billion dollars, right? By trying to so at least they're doing some different things. They're not going to break the mold because it makes them a billion dollars a movie now, yeah. right? Like, exactly. why would you change that? You're sitting in a boardroom for a production company and you see that Furious Seven made a billion dollars. Why would you want to shake things up? You know, well, That's franchise right. fatigue. <laughs> when that number maybe dips below eight hundred million, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. you know, these movies are some of the most profitable, uh, you know, yeah. in the industry now. Especially when you look back at what the original Fast and the Furious was like. They were stealing the all-in-one TV VCR systems, and now they're like riding sports cars between building tops in Dubai. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, they're just gonna keep 
doing this as long as they make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. all this is about. So. so even though Ryan is not here, he did give us an update for Shazam Gate 2018. Dun dun. Uh. Zachary Levi is quoted saying he's very excited to kick the rock's ass when he gets the chance, but he doesn't know when that's going to be because everybody keeps asking when will Shazam meet Black Adam. Apparently it's not soon enough for Zachary Levi. (laughs) I mean, look, obviously we don't know if there's even going to be a cameo of him in the Shazam movie, but if there was, it's not like Levi's going to tell us. Yeah. Right? He's going to keep that a secret because it's going to be fun for us to see it on the big screen. Right? That's going to be a fun surprise. So, you know. So, that's it for news. Um, I have my question of the week. I'm going to ask you guys a question. You'll have to answer at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. In this new trend of Hollywood where um, six-year-old men or older get heavy action role. 60? 60 or older. Okay, sorry. Like yeah, Liam Neeson. Like said six. Sorry, 60. <laughs> I would watch that action film. <laughs> Which actor do you think should lead the the next one, the next big action franchise? What, older guy? Yeah, okay. or older woman. I just said 60 year old. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, okay. It could be men or women. Okay. So, that's, right. that's, the, that's question. the question. We're going to take a short break. And we'll be back momentarily. Hello, listeners. John here from Gamer Heroes Podcast. No, not that John. A new, improved John. Join all new hosts every Wednesday for discussion on all the latest games and gaming news. Hit us up to get the hottest takes, freshest memes, and deep, overly personal discussion on video games. Though we reserve the right to also discuss board games, Dungeons & Dragons, music, art, society, and anything else that pops into our noggins. Level up your gaming podcast from silver to diamond with Gamer Heroes. See you on Wednesday. John out. And we're back. That was so short-lived. Let's start with ranking the Pixar films. 20 films varying in um, acceptable, tolerable, to downright amazing. We're going to start with the worst. We always start with 20 and work our way to the best. I've got my hills that I'm probably going to die on. I know you guys do too. So let's yeah. let's get started. Uh, what is the worst Pixar film? So I feel like if anything, maybe we'll agree on this one. This You've got a good shot at this yeah. one, right? I feel like maybe this is the one that we agree on. I actually feel that there's only two that's arguable for 20. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm there too on that. For me, it's, it's just the one. But okay, I'm, I'm going to go with Cars 2. Oh, see, that was in my two. Well, it was in your two, but not the... No. Oh. Yeah. Monsters University is my other one. What's yours? The Good Dinosaur. See, that oh, would, wow. That would be my 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cars 2, I went back and forth with uh, as 20 with Good Dinosaur, 20 or 20. Or, or 19. So you're... So, Ray, your 20 is Monsters University. No, I would <laughs> flip them back oh. and forth. It, it kind of depends on which one... The uh, waiting room at the hospital made me watch at the time. So here's my pitch for Cars 2 then. All right. Mm -hmm. They took what I think is the laziest of the Pixar movies and made a cash grab sequel with the obnoxious sidekick as the lead. (laughs) was, Was Cars ever 
about substance. No, it was about toys. Um, I don't know. I, there's a little message in the first Cars movie. I just yeah. think the premise is a little bit lazier than what Pixar's high standards tend to leave me full at. You know? And they have some decent stars in there. Which, and they made Larry the Cable Guy more of a movie star from that, that movie. And yes. it is their, their biggest money makers mm-hmm. is the Cars franchise thing mm-hmm. because of toys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, and so I, I get the business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I would put it below The Good Dinosaur is simply because at least The Good Dinosaur is a unique, different story that was a little more risky for them to do than Cars 2 was. You know? Was it really, though? Because what do kids like better than cars? Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I am looking at that one as an adult, right? Because uh-huh. that one it was one of their later movies. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. And, and in both cases, those two movies, they take and kind of mix two genres. In the in Cars 2, they decide to, to steal the spy movie mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> because racing... And spies work great, you know, in Speed Racer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Not the film. Not the Not film. The film. <laughs> but no, I did kind of like the film. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a tangent we're not going to yeah, go down. Right, we'll just, that could be yeah, a different episode I'm, sometime. There you go. <laughs> and, and in The Good Dinosaur does the same thing where they take dinosaurs and westerns. Yeah. Interesting. Now, the problem with the westerns, that's what my dad really loved right as a movie genre i like it i enjoy it too so you've got the parents kind of like in the western part the kids kind of like in the the dinosaur part and neither one of them working it's <laughs> fair it's fair okay and in cars too you've got the the race car thing and the the more popular now spy movies Right. But they were very popular in the 60s, too, when mm-hmm. my dad was watching them with the Westerns. <laughs> so so the, thing, the thing with Cars 2, there's a couple of things that, that I have problems with about Cars in general. Mm-hmm. But Cars 2 specifically, and I think if you watch Cars 3, you can really show that they realize this, too. Mm-hmm. But having Mater be so front and center is not a successful movie formula. <laughs> It was very successful in the shorts that they made yes. with Mater. Yes. And I think that's what they were just going for was they were going for the, the kid appeal mm-hmm. in, in Cars 2. They they just decided the adults don't need to care don't don't need to worry about this movie. It's this one's for the kids. Now Ray, you want Monsters University near the bottom. It was boring. Like I I wanted a sequel to the Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to see how their entire world has changed since they started making kids happy instead of frightened. Because I thought that's where your sentimental, substantial story lies. Not in how these two met. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, the, the story to me is just a little vapid and it's formulaic and it's not interesting. I, I just, At the end of Monsters, Inc., though, it was kind of and they live happily ever after. Yeah. It's hard to come up with the the villain then yeah. at that point. Unless you're, you're going to have somebody that's going to insist on going back to the old ways or, or something along that lines. Yeah. On there. They clearly had a, an advanced technology that could go through dimensions and all that. So there's maybe they could come up with another place to go to. Or, or maybe with somebody was 
frightening them. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I actually like thought that. that the humans could be the good villain in the sequel. Yeah, where because you know now that kids are happy about the dinosaurs, those kids grow up the, a little the bit. What? Monsters, <laughs> the monsters, as a dinosaurs. The you monsters. Did. Sorry, I like dinosaurs too. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the the kids grow up remembering the monsters now, right? Because they were fun, they interacted with them, and think that maybe they could take advantage of the monster technology. Okay, you know that's what I would pitch as a yeah. sequel to the Monsters Inc. So. We have to move on. We yeah, have to sorry. decide. Would Does everybody feel comfortable with these three films being our 18, 19, and 20? But in what order? That's that's the thing. I actually had Cars 3 in, in 18. Really? And, and U- Monsters University at 17. Oh. But I don't have a big problem with changing that. Okay. <laughs> I bumped Cars 3 up a little bit because I think from a story perspective, it was stronger than the first yeah. two. The graphics, of course, were better because technology, you know, improves. Um, but I liked the story. I liked that Lightning had to actually change a bit, right? He couldn't be well, the hot like shot. the first movie. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. You know? um, but I feel like this was a bigger change for him to actually kind of give up. What, the spotlight? Yeah. yeah not, not just the spotlight, but what he believed he was born to do. Right. You know? And I like the mentor mentality. I'm kind of a sucker for that that kind of story, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. I get that on on there. Car that when it came to those four, mm-hmm. those were definitely my bottom four. Yeah, okay. it was just where it was. The rest of the Pixar movies really do step up they quite do. a bit from there. That that is definitely their bottom tier, and I don't think any one of those four or or are horrible movies. No, particularly when it comes to kids' movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pixar does a fantastic job of putting out a quality piece. This was just way below their standard. Yeah, I agree. I'm completely with so, you there. Like, I mean, I'd rather watch these four movies over lots of other animated <laughs> films. Yes. You know, so. Um, so let's do. Well, so we okay. So we kind of agreed on Cars two. Okay. I think Cars two is twenty. Okay, Cars two is twenty. Nineteen. Good dinosaur monsters university. This one's a little harder for me because I feel like Monsters University gets an artificial bump because it's still John Goodman and Billy Crystal who are yeah. belo- beloved actors. We love the characters. Cause and I can't name one actor from The Good Dinosaur, which is pretty sad because I can name actors uh, from all the others. Right? Because like Monsters, Sam. Inc. is... Elliot! Elliot! Yeah! He was, <laughs> Forgot he was it. T-Rex, right? All, right. I, all I kept going my, through my head is beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> as soon as I said Sam. Couldn't get to his last name. I forget he was the voice of that. <laughs> anyway... But because you know, we, Monsters University has the advantage of coming off of Monsters Inc. So we mm-hmm. have these characters that we already know and love in this universe. We know, right. right? Whereas the Good Dinosaur has to stand basically on its own. I mean, it's a little more and you know quote, maybe the Good Dinosaur because it's on our Earth, not in like an art another dimension. It's but. very possible the Good Dinosaur would have been received a little bit better had it come out the year later with Finding Dory instead of coming out three months after Inside Out. Which was a very right. powerful film. Maybe. Maybe. And, and The Good Dinosaur has some great visuals. It really it does. Probably one of the, it probably has the be- best visuals of any of the, twi- of the Pixar movies at points. But the story is just sad. It's very which is lacking. Why they replaced the director. Yeah. Because he couldn't get out of the third act. Yeah. There. And, and I mean, they shows. even tried to hide that movie, right? <laughs> By releasing it so shortly after their big, risky film. Well, you know. And... and when we, I jokingly said, hey, there's 20 Pixar movies. 
I forgot the good dinosaur was one of them. I yep. thought it was just a Disney film. I sometimes forget the good dinosaur exists at all. Yeah, I get that. All right, then let's put the good dinosaur at 19. It really doesn't seem like it belongs any higher. Um, So contenders for 18 have been Cars 3 and uh, Monsters Monsters University. Anybody else have something else they want to throw in there at this point? I don't think so. Those are bottom four. Um, I, I I think Monsters University simply because Cars... Three is is an improvement on that that series a little bit. Where Monsters University is a step back. I feel like Monsters University is a, is again kind of a lazier film, like Cars Two is, right? They just wanted the cash grab okay. and the familiar characters. Whereas Cars Three at least took some risks yeah. in its storytelling. It took a very different direction, even possibly handing the the series off to a newcomer if they make mm-hmm. a fourth one, which I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I would put Monsters University here for those reasons. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm good Close with enough. it too. Yeah. <laughs> 17. So that would be, uh, so would that be Cars 3 then? Anybody? For me. Unless yeah. there's anything else. The only thing else I would even suggest at this point is probably Finding Dory. Because again, it's another sequel that didn't improve upon. Yeah, but I'd rather watch Finding Dory. That's fair. And maybe it's the cast again, mm-hmm. right? It's just fun to watch those those voice actors. Yeah. Yeah, my my sixteen is Brave. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Brave I is get fairly it. low. That's I another one that it. I forgot was a Pixar. I understand it. Yeah. She is so absorbed into the Disney Princess franchise now mm-hmm. that I, it's really hard to yeah. keep it straight. It, so. It, Again, not a horrible movie. I just didn't think it was as strong as the 15 above it that I have above it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, but I have Finding Dory just above it at yeah. 15. So. No, right. Finding Dory to me was a little boring. I really mm-hmm. loved um, Ed O'Neill as the octopus. He, yeah. he no. kind of stole the whole movie for me. <laughs> and if they had a sequel, I'd want it to be following him. You know, along his story, but you know, it was just it, it wasn't Finding Nemo's emotional, and it's interesting. And Finding Dory until wasn't. you've watched it three hundred times. And yes. That also, yeah, that I affects have, things. I had small kids. <laughs> it was on a loop at my house for three years. I think. <laughs> um, so that really tainted <laughs> Finding Fair. Dory for me as well, but. I tried not to let that get in in the way, but it did. <laughs> I understand that. I mean, Finding Dory did give us a fish with a receding hairline, which is, right. which is impressive. There you go. You can figure that out. I mean, that in itself, I think, you know. <laughs> You're just finally glad uh, to see representation on screen. All right. It's hurtful. I think we should leave. <laughs> I'll just finish um, it out, guys. I got this. So, Fine. all right, so we're talking Cars 3, we're talking Finding Dory. No, Cars 3 is done at 17. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we decided that. Okay, so we're talking, so at, at 16, we're talking um, Finding Dory and Bra- Brave. Or Brave. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys were both okay with Brave being that low? I, look, I'm not going to let the feminism take over <laughs> at this point because, like I said earlier, there are better hills to die on. <laughs> Brave is very divisive among a lot of people. I've noticed that 
a lot of women obviously connected to it uh, much stronger. And I can appreciate that. I'm not entirely happy with it being this low, but my biggest problem with Brave is that it always felt like it was missing something. Like they didn't take it to the same level that uh, Toy Story 3, that Up, that Inside Out took it. Yeah, yeah. It Again, at this point, the Pixar mm-hmm. movies are all very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from here on up uh, or to great. The problem was this is just not up there with the others. It's it's more like the regular Disney movies yeah. that are then kind of coming out the last few years. They're good. They've got some great things to stand behind. I'm not talking about Frozen, of course. That's a bigger deal. But, I mean, like the the, fro- the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, oh, that one you know, was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it didn't really sit with me all that well. Princess and the Frog. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. But it, it, it's not one I remember very okay. often. And Brave's that same way. I always thought that Brave should have ended with the mom sacrificing herself to the bear just and I it thought definitely it would have been a Disney movie <laughs> well, I, she I, messed with both her parents right <laughs> I thought that it should end the way that Rapunzel ended where uh, Flynn gets hurt and then magic brings him back I thought it would have been better if the mom you know sacrificed and fought as a bear and died and then the spell kind of wore off and you know I thought that would have been more emotional than kind of like know. a wolfman ending yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm not the biggest fan of Brave either. No. From a technical perspective, there's some really cool technology mm-hmm. in how they had to the make it. The Will the of the Wisps were really cool. Her hair is, like, the technology required to render her hair is really cool. Yeah. Um, and so from that standpoint, I want to bump it a little bit. Um, I actually would put the first Cars movie about Oh, my gosh. Spot. No, I wouldn't be that low. Um, <laughs> that's so low. But... Well, okay. I have a very personal problem with the Cars movies. Yeah. I can tell. Okay. Yeah, and it has to do with if you look, if you take those out for a moment and you look at the rest of the oh Pixar God. films, those seventeen movies, I've they all—you've heard this. I've heard this. I have <laughs> well, heard maybe this. Maybe our rant. listeners and Eric have. I have not. All right. Um, the other seventeen movies all theoretically exist together. We're here, humans are here in a bug's life, you know, there's canned food and stuff, right? Obviously in Toy Story and Inside Out. We're all here. Wally's in the future. Braves in the past. Braves in the past, the good dinosaurs in the past, right? Yeah. But then you have the Cars movies, which completely ignore logic from a design standpoint, right? How are they made? How do they procreate? Are they designed and developed simply to be the one job that they are? Right? I mean, he's a race car. What else is he going to be? Right? Right? Everyone's like, well, you're so cocky about being a race car. He he doesn't even have headlights in the first movie, right? (laughs) Like, that's what he's meant to be. Um, And I just felt like that whole design was a step back from what Pixar had been doing. I think that whole, all the Pixar movies are connected, are fans really wanting there to be more than what there is. Pixar's number one goal is to make fantastic movies, so. I agree with you. I think they achieve that more times than they don't. Yes, absolutely. It's also the only one that I know of where Disney has created other movies in that universe. Mm Mm-hmm. That aren't Pixar movies, which I think is kind of a little shady, yeah, from a, a marketing perspective. But no, Planes wasn't good enough to be a Pixar film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. Uh, but okay, so for me, it's not necessarily that the movies are connected. It's more that all of this stuff 
happens here where we are. You just right. want to know how the cars have sex and make babies. No, is no, that no. it? But like, because that's weird, dude. <laughs> and you've got to suspend disbelief on all of these. You start yes. really thinking about any Pixar movie, it falls apart in a hurry. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I appreciate that their their other movies had to work around the fact that humans are around somewhere. Yeah. Right. And that impacted all of the other movies except for the Cars films. The Cars films are like, we don't have time to work this out. We just want to make a movie with talking cars. Yeah. And that, that for me, doesn't feel like the rest of Pixar. Yeah, I, I remember when, as each movie came out, I, I thought to myself, why are they doing this now? Each, each time it was, you know, bugs. Why are they doing bugs? Well, Monsters. Why are they doing monsters? Fish. Come on. They're doing a movie about fish. Are you insane? Cars. Well, the fish one was pretty good. <laughs> right, they did enough good ones. You're like, all right, I guess I'm along for the ride. Yeah. No pun intended. But uh, um, so okay, so so we're talking brave. We're talking finding Dory, and we're talking cars. Anything else? I've got my cars up in number nine. Really? Yes. And. I've got one lower down that we'll probably argue a little bit about. Because there's a lot of comedy in there that I do enjoy. It's still an enjoyable movie to watch. Plus the stars that are involved. Newman. Yep. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> uh, all right, so. an older guy. <laughs> we got to get moving up our list here then a little bit. So. Finding Dory or Brave for number 16. Which is the better movie? I personally think it's Brave, but not by much. <laughs> I think Brave is a better story, but Finding Dory is more enjoyable to watch. Oh and Finding God. Dory made a lot more money. <laughs> All right, then that's what we but, do. Like, I mean, those... But I I have Brave below Finding Dory, so but if, I don't care on either Well, if you have, Brave, but, you have Brave below, yep. you, you have Brave above. Okay, if the three of us were to stop this podcast, and those were our only two options to go watch right now, which... Find, would... I'd rather watch Finding Dory. Let's see, I would rather watch Brave, simply because I can't stand watching those fish anymore. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> Finding Dory's at 16, right, Brave's right. at 15. All right, so Finding Dory and then Brave. Fantastic. Okay, so um, I already threw out the first Cars film, but I feel like this is going to be a tougher one since... Eric has him has that in the uh, the top ten. Um, another movie I would throw out here actually then would be A Bug's Life. Got that one a lot higher too. Um, I'm not going to talk about like the visuals or anything. This was early, you know, right. in, in computer technology, and it's it was very impressive for the time. It actually has my favorite of the Pixar shorts, which is the old man playing chess against yes. himself. Gary's game, um, so good. Gary's game, so good. But the story is very cliche. It's an old story. And they knew that making it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the, the ant and the grasshopper. Like, they even say the story. It's Aesop's Fable. <laughs> you know? Um, that Kevin's... one was good enough that somebody tried to steal it. Yes. And they failed they... miserably. Ants, Ants is a weird movie. Yes. Ants is like a crossover I don't with Starship Why wouldn't you put Woody Allen in a kid's movie? You know? Ever. Ever. <laughs> 
and he's the lead, and his sidekick is Stallone. <laughs> and they fight these. They fight the termites, and it reminds me of Starship Troopers, which is yeah. a weird. Those movies yeah. should not be in the same conversation. Horrible movie. If you have not seen Ants, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I will argue the graphics may have been better. The mm. digital technology may have been a little better. Maybe, but the design was was weird. Worse. It was weird. Yeah, but sharper. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, all right. So I, I think A Bug's Life is just not very creative. Toy no. Story, uh, not Toy Story, Pixar, mm-hmm. uh, basically just leaned on an existing story almost a hundred percent. But Bernie McGinn, <laughs> come on! <laughs> the flea circus was hilarious. I really <sighs> I just connect with Heimlich the caterpillar because <laughs> he eats constantly and he's like one day i'll be beautiful because that's my entire like life that's that's my mantra one day it'll happen yeah but if you sprout wings we're going to the doctor <laughs> fine, so. fine. <laughs> i'll leave it for my you know uh all right so if it's scene. if it's not cars it's not a bug's life i've got ratatouille right do I have to hold you back? <laughs> no, like I know it's not the greatest. I connect to it because I'm a chef, and because watching that <laughs> movie actually made me a better chef. I learned techniques from watching that movie. Mm-hmm. They had everything down. Remy the rat and Colette the sous chef are the best parts of that film. Linguini kind of sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought that. Um. E- Anton Ego, the food critic, he's really good. He's like a great villain. So I would. Ratatouille's in my personal top 10. Okay. So I'm Rat- connected to that one. Ratatouille did not crack my top 10, but it was above some of these other movies, including one that I have very strong opinions about, which is Coco. Coco. Coco okay. is a beautiful movie. Yeah. The music is beautiful, the mm-hmm. CGI is gorgeous. The story is infuriating. <laughs> it drives me insane that his family would rather have him die and fade away than let the kid play his damn guitar. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. If that was my family, I would do every single thing this kid did the entire time. <laughs> Again? You can't look at him too close. <laughs> he was so angry when we got done watching that movie. He's like, why is everyone an if asshole? If you're going to look at the Pixar movie closely, it's just looking at the pictures. Okay? The stories, you just can't get that detailed on or you're gonna hate them all i don't feel like i'm going that deep it's straight up like his family tells him tell us you will never play music again or stay dead like that's a conversation to like a 12 year old in this movie it's kind of you don't know their culture i don't okay i don't and i apologize if there are if this is a normal family interaction um, but for me, that just seemed so crazy yeah. that like, if my parents had said like anything like that to me, I would have thought that they had been abducted by aliens. Mm. So I just, I can't relate to this movie at all. Cause it seems, it seems too manufactured of a conflict. You keep hitting my top 10 though. So Coco's <laughs> in your top 10 too. Okay. What about Monsters Inc.? What about The Incredibles 2? I'm looking at some of the other ones, and All they're right. not as... Yeah. Um, Monsters, Inc. is in my top ten. I, I'm just trying to add some yeah. more yep. to the mine. argument, so that, that's all. Incredibles 2 is literally my number ten, 
Um, Mine too. <laughs> mainly because, I mean, look, okay, so the first Incredibles is not number one on my list, mm-hmm. but it is one of my favorite movies ever. In a bunch. Yeah. Right? Couldn't I tell. love Incredibles. <laughs> it's such a great superhero movie. And yeah. to wait so long for the sequel and have the sequel be as strong as it actually was was really impressive. Yes. But okay, so, there are some significant problems with the villain the more you you know you, you think about it. What are the like, eleven you know, through fourteen then? Well, so for me, they are not necessarily in this order because I'm just reading your list that you have here. Cars, Ratatouille, uh, Coco, and a Bug's Life. Those those are those are the other four that did not make my top ten. Alright. I've got Ratatouille, Up, Wally, and Toy Story Three. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Those are controversial as hell in this household. Oh, my. We're done here. I was was going how I felt about it. Wally and Up are the two most romantic films ever made. The the montage in Up is probably the best movie montage maybe ever. Maybe against Rocky. You know, Rocky level. It's tough to say. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Uh, but so so uh, Wally Up and Toy Story 3 are actually all in my top five. <laughs> um, and so those. But we have Ratatouille still at the I do have bottom. Ratatouille outside of my top 10. I do. Um, it's just me holding on to this one with dear life. Apparently. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let me ask you what, what else is on your list that's not in the top 10? I would put. Uh, personally, I'd also put Toy Story 3. And it's sorry, I liked the first two so much better. I don't feel so bad anymore. No. Toy Story 2 is my favorite of all the Toy Stories, and I'm a chick. It's because Jesse and the story with Emily. Like, that was gut-wrenching, so. Everybody I, says Toy Story 2 is the worst of the three. I know. Except and I, the two of us. I hate <laughs> most of them. No, wait, I, want, I, want, I just want to point this out here. I may prefer the other two to Toy, to Toy Story 2, but Toy Story 1 is... Only one spot above Toy Story 2 in my list. They're next ah. to each other. Okay? So it's not like there's a gap. Okay? I think that Toy Story being Pixar's first movie and it being so revolutionary for the yeah. time gives it a bit of a bump in my head because yeah. I, I look at the technical side. Every time I rewatch Toy Story, I forget or I'm surprised by how adult it is. I yeah. feel like Pixar wasn't quite sure exactly how kid-friendly to be. There's so much innuendo uh, and... The word I'm searching for, I can't say. Because there's preschool toys present. Yes, thank you, dear. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, toy, like toy, before Incredibles came out, Toy Story was one of my favorite movies. Like, I just, and... I hated Lotso. Like, I hated that character. And not You're supposed to. No, not in the, like, mm-hmm. King Joffrey, he's a great villain way. In the, like, this dude, this yeah. character is just bad. Like, it's just a bad character. I thought Sid made a better villain. Yeah. Sid I mean, Sid made, and made Stinky ba- Pete were better villains. I think they yeah. were better villains, but there's more to a movie than just the villain. I do agree that they were no. both better villains. No question. But I think Toy Story 3, in, as a whole... Telling the story made What about the really dumb scene with Buzz where he is all of a sudden uh, a Spanish-speaking toy? So that means he can tango? Like, absolutely not. That was dumb. Dumb. Again, you can't look at him too close. (laughs) Because they have rules about freezing, but Buzz doesn't know he's a toy. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. That's that's a problem in the first one. <laughs> exactly. For sure. um, all right. So we're we're getting we're getting off. So we are. Let's let's focus here. So we got to get our top our t- bottom bottom ten worked out. So, um, we we've talked Ratatouille. We've talked uh, Bugs Life, Coco, and I guess Toy Story three. Um, as the the uh, the four that are currently in conversation. He's also talked about Wally and Up. Yes. No, but I, you guys don't. I, I refuse to uh... <laughs> acknowledge that. <laughs> well, I I uh... yeah, and you know I am a huge sci-fi guy too. Oh, of course, yeah. But Wally just didn't do it for me. <laughs> I think it's really hard to make a movie where your two main characters don't really talk. For it's the true. first 30 minutes, there's no dialogue except for the Hello, Dolly movie. I think it's really impressive. Um, yeah, your main character says one word, really, and your secondary main character barely talks as well. Uh, I just think that's really hard. They both only yeah. say each other's name. Really. Like, that's that's the majority of their lines is each other's name. Eve says a couple other words here, but... And the, the fire extinguisher dance in space, I think, is probably the most beautiful sequence Pixar has put out. It's very beautiful. Uh, Coco got close. Some of those scenes in the Land of the Dead were pretty impressive. Coco yeah. is gorgeous. Coco There's is no gorgeous. I mean, music. yes. The music in Coco is very, very good, but it's a different kind of music, right? Because Wally's all instrumental And it's a movie about soundtrack. music. No. Yes, yeah. It's a movie about music. That's important, too. Um, I don't know. Gotta make a decision. Finding Nemo? Like, I'm okay with that not being in my top ten. I'm okay with... I mean, I think Finding Nemo is stronger than A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life is just so basic of a film. Yeah, that's fair. You know, there's not even a whole lot that goes on in it. You've got the bumbling ant who doesn't really want to follow the colony. If this was just me, I would put... A Bug's Life, Ratatouille, Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 3 in these last four spots. And it was just me. I would be willing to agree to that. I got Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, and Incredibles 2 pretty close. I'd be, spots. I'd be willing to bump Toy Story 3 down that low Toy Story 3. if that gets us. Okay, so what are the lower two, Ratatouille and... I really think A Bug's Life is the weakest of those films. From a story perspective, it's just not that interesting. There's not a lot going on. There's no real complexity to it. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was just darn fun. It's a That's fun That's why movie. I got it up in my top ten. You know, but it's certainly I get it. fun. But I feel like Toy Story was more was more sophisticated as an earlier movie, yeah. and then everything after A Bug's Life is just more sophisticated. A Bug's Life was another one that I hadn't seen in a while, so I, I did rewatch it mm-hmm. for this. And I did come off a little more disappointed after the rewatch, but I already made my list. <laughs> <laughs> so well versus like so that. Ratatouille is a movie that I actually seem to like more each time I watch it. I was kinda cool I on like it, it the yeah. first time I saw it, and every time I rewatch it I come out a happier. You yeah. know, versus a bug's life, I kinda feel like I'm going the other direction. Yeah. Again, you know. awesome movie. There's just There's better movies. Like. <laughs> better on this list. So can we so. do a Bug's Life at fourteen and Ratatouille at thirteen? Yeah. Bugs Life. I'm fine with it. All right. And then Ratatouille at 13. So that would mean our 11 and 12, if we're still cool with it, is Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 3. 
I didn't even put this on. It is hard for me to put Cars above those. What makes Cars a top 10 worthy Pixar film? I can't argue that. And I have Cars just ahead of Incredibles 2. So I I think Cars is just, again, kind of like a Bug's Life, very basic. You've got the cocky kid who has to learn a lesson. But you got Newman. (laughs) Paul Newman. Paul Newman. The salad guy. The salad guy. But, but I mean, uh, most of the most of the rest of these Pixar movies have pretty strong casts. Yeah, you know, um, and so it's it's hard to really make a decision based solely on that. Because yeah. if you're going just on cast, then you end up bumping movies like Monsters University up a lot higher because it's got a really good cast for a pretty mad movie. Yeah, that's you true. Um, so same I mean, with Finding in- Dory. Incredibles two has a really great cast. So. It does, and I, I think Incredibles two is a much more interesting and complex. So are we story looking at ten, eleven, and twelve? Toy Story 3, Incredibles 2, and uh, Cars, then? I suppose. Okay. Yeah. And In what order? I'm good with that order. Toy Story <laughs> 3 is... Cars in... above Incredibles 2? I have it here on the list, but even now I'm going, maybe I not. I just don't believe yeah. it, you know? Car- yeah. So Toy like... Story 3 is 10, Incredibles 2 is 11, and Cars is 12? I'm okay with that. I've got Toy Story 3 below Incredibles 2. Do you really? Yeah. We can swap. Let's, I'm talk, fine let's, with let's that. talk about that. That's very interesting. Because yeah. being that I like The Incredibles so much, it's interesting. So, that yeah. makes Cars still number 12. Okay. Yes. So let's, let's talk Toy Story 3 and The Incredibles 2 then. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Incredibles 2 more than Toy Story 3. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's because the impending doom at the end wasn't so life-threatening. In Toy Story 3, you mean? No, in Incredibles 2. Like, in oh, Toy maybe, Story sorry, 3, those those <laughs> aliens that save them is the biggest Deus Ex Machina I've ever seen in my life. Biggest. Hey, they're from the first movie. They, those toys were ready for their fate. Who gets that ready for their fate like that? I, ugh. The claw was their master. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then they became the master of the claw. <laughs> movie flipped it all. I have never seen you that animated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I, the end of Toy Story 3 where you're like, wow, they're really all about to like off the toys. <laughs> like that's actually going to happen. Was one of the, like the most emotionally intense moments in like any movie I've seen and in theaters. <laughs> Tim Allen is going around saying he can't even read the whole script of Toy Story 4 because it's so emotional. Like, do I even want to watch How it? How dare <laughs> you, Tim Allen? <laughs> And see, for me, I didn't buy it. Oh, man. I just never bought it that they were they were in trouble. It oh, was man. quick enough that my brain didn't have time to think about it. It was like, oh my god! Yeah. Now, <laughs> now visually, it's the better uh, or the best of the three Toy Story. Sure, mm-hmm. but but they had you know a yeah. huge time gap, you know. Exactly. So. Uh, but I I kind of thought it was the weakest of the stories. Hmm. I really bought into the. The time jump, the the yeah. getting older and you know yeah. moving on kind of thing, like it it really hit me as that target market. I think for that movie, the one who see that. was a kid for the first movie and now an adult. They got for the third rid movie. of Annie Potts. They got rid of Bo Peep. Yeah, that was weird. I'm not sure. And they're sure. bringing her back for Toy Story Four somehow. But she had that weird mutated lamp sheep with her. You know, it was. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Was really she's, horrifying. She's sensitive about her sheep. Um, no, I thought that was a weird decision. I, I don't know what the real world reason was for that. Um, 
Annie Potts isn't a popular actress. I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe two women is enough for the film. (laughs) I mean, they could give give her a couple of lies. I I mean, I don't know. Um, But for The the Incredibles 2... She wasn't Andy's toy. She was his sister's toy. That's true. That's true. She was. Yeah, that could be it. Um, So for Incredibles 2, I feel like it's not as strong as Toy Story 3 simply because the villain just doesn't really make any sense. Like, it's just such a convoluted plot by the end of the movie. I disagree. I think she has one of the most rational thought processes behind her her actions. You know, the, the idea that one man relies only on superheroes and that's why he and his wife died is ridiculous. He should have went to the panic room. You know? She's right. The, the, the phone should have been in the panic room. Well, there's that. Yes. But, <laughs> there's your design fix moving over. Have two phones. If you want to show off one phone, you put it out there. Right. This is the one I can call Gazer Beam on. And this is the one I can call Gazer Beam on where I'm safe. But, <laughs> I mean, she, she is clearly in the right from a logical standpoint. Right? At her end result of... Which is sh- why I think she's better than Lotso just being a jealous... Strawberry douche. Except, <laughs> what is her name? Do you remember her name? Yeah, it was kind of along the lines of Cruella DeVille. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had her very was, on the nose. Yeah. It was bad. So, yeah. you, I, as an adult, anyway, saw it coming from a mile away. Right. right. The and thing is, kind of... Yeah, there was that. And then, like, she, she just... She has this... Her, her idea is... Don't rely on the superheroes. Rely on law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But then she becomes like essentially a mass murderer is right. what she wants yeah. to become. And that leap for me out. doesn't mm-hmm. work. Right. Whereas like Lotso is the stuck up controlling toy that feels abandoned and he sees a threat so he's just going to get rid of him. That seems to work much smoother for me. Yeah. yeah. From, from a, a, a leap standpoint. That's all. She may be Maybe. more in the like the right yeah. from a logical and, progression. And I don't know if you can see anybody's if anybody's talking to us on this, so I'm sure <laughs> they're all yelling, Toy Story 3! Why is it this low? Yeah, I don't know. Toy Story 3 is number five for me. So, um, you know, yeah. arguing for it here, you know, I'm just trying to, to decide, it, like... Get if it I, in the top ten, at least. Well, I just figure if I, if, you know, if I could have one of these two movies <laughs> in my top ten, I'd ra- I think Toy Story 3 is a stronger performance overall, as cool as Incredibles 2 is. Yeah. And Incredibles 2 was in my top 10 originally, but Coco wasn't. So I have to swap something for Coco. (laughs) And if I'm going to swap something for Coco, I'd rather swap Incredibles 2 than Toy Story 3. Yeah. And I don't know about you, I've only seen Incredibles 2 once. Same here. Yes. Because I didn't go to the theater multiple times to see it. And it's not out yet. I'll see it again when it comes out on uh, in some Mm -hmm. type of video format, just like I did Toy Story 3. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right there, right? So we know, right. we know that one probably the the least amount as a group, you know? Right. Because so. it's the 20th. So, right. Incredibles 2 at 11? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm okay. not going to argue. And Toy Story 3 at... At 10. 10. We're officially at 10. All so, right. just to recap, we have... Cars 2 at 20, Good Dinosaur at 19, Monsters University at 18, Cars 3, 17, 16's Finding Dory, 15's Brave, 14's A Bug Life, 13 is Ratatouille, 12 is Cars, and 11 is Incredibles 2. Toy Story 3 is number 10. Number 9. Coco. 
Okay. I have Coco at number seven. What do you have? And then and then I have Wally and Up, of course, still down there at the bottom. So those are my bottom three at this point: Wally, Up, and Coco. Ray, I'm good with Coco. I'm I'm fine with Coco being number nine. Um, Close enough. The ones that like (laughs) the ones still left that didn't really resonate with me that I could take or leave is. Probably Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo. So I would have those fill out my bottom half of the top ten. But that's just me. I've got Monster Inc. quite a ways up there. Yeah. One of my favorites out of the bunch. Yeah, Boo. Come on. She is pretty great. And, you know, it's going to take a lot in me if I have a daughter not to name her Boo. Well, or you could go with Mary, because apparently she signed all her stuff Mary. That's true. Mm-hmm. She did. She looked carefully on the, on there the artwork yeah. there. So. I love that Mary stuff. Mary Boo, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I love that nobody knows when The Incredibles takes place, but if you read his newspaper, it says 1963. Yeah. yeah. That's, cool. that's all you have to do is you have to pause it that one spot. monster years. <laughs> I said in Incredibles. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, not monster just in, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we've moved on the same same year spider-man came out and the x-men yeah. there you go all those other great heroes that were around started in the 60s <laughs> which is perfect it's yes. a great time um but they all right so long now how about you what would your seven and eight be so wait is nine coco yes oh okay <laughs> i must have like fallen asleep <laughs> for 30 seconds um all right so then yeah so for seven and eight then um i have so I actually would put Finding Nemo next on my list. Um, oh, I'm fine with that. It's a star-studded cast, and it's very quotable. It's a hugely quotable movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, who hasn't said shark bait? Ooh ha! T. Sherman, forty-two, Wallaby Way, Sydney. <laughs> Every time I tell him an address, that's what I that's get. What I respond with. <laughs> Every time. Uh, I mean, I love Finding Nemo. It's a yeah. fun movie. Like, uh, it was it, even super cool in 3D when they remastered it. I would argue it. that... I may have bumped it too high because I didn't want my multiple times seeing it to taint it too badly. So I, I actually got it at five. I'm good with eight. I'm not going to argue eight. I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's hard for me to argue anything positive about Finding Nemo at this point. <laughs> just seen it too many times. Too, yeah. 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 That's just. All right. So now we're up to number seven. Um, and so at this point, I had Toy Story 2. I'd be okay with Toy Story 2. And I would be okay with that. Okay. My bottom three at this point is up. Wally and Inside Out. Inside Out? Inside Out. Oh my god, those are my top three. So yeah, spoiler like, alert, Inside Out is my number one. Um, <laughs> and, wow. and I have Toy Story 2 at three. So I had Toy Story 3 at number five, and then I had uh, Toy Story at seven and Toy Story 2 at eight. I, um, I was honestly surprised at the way my list kind of came out. What I had done is I wrote down each name, the name of all 20 movies, then I gave a number to each of the movies. You know, Toy Story was number one, Bugs Life two, and then I went, okay, how does that how does that one compare to this one? Mm-hmm. And I came up with a score based on that. <laughs> and I was oh, like, huh, wow, I didn't realize I liked that one as much. 
as I, as I, I just started at the bottom. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, for me, 20 was easy. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, working my way up, mm-hmm. you know, slowly from there. Um, I, I, I want to, I, I like having Toy Story above Toy Story 2 because of the significance. Me too. I like Toy it, Story. that as well. Um, so if we were going off of, off of my list, the next ones would be Toy Story 2 at 7 and Toy Story at 6. But I know that, you know, Eric, you've got uh, Wally and Up pretty much lower down than we already are. Yes. So maybe it's worth having that conversation at this point. Um, it's tough. I think that Wally is a stronger movie than Up. Up, Up, I think it's a boost because of that montage. Yes. But that's not the whole movie. No. You know, and a good chunk of the movie are the dog jokes, you know. If, if that montage was not in there, it probably wouldn't crack the top 15. It'd probably be below Brave for me. The love story is kind of the big Yeah, it is. Crux it is that it. significant a montage. I said I'm fine with it. Oh, we're just bantering a little bit. Now, to throw a <laughs> no, wrench. No, I feel like you're personally trying to I'm, hurt me. No, I, I'm not. I, look, I had up at number three. Okay. The reason so. why Up is always so high for me is because I find a new point where something is emotional. You know, Russell talking about how his dad won't do anything with him. That this is the first time he's ever had a dad. Doug hiding, even though Carl yelled at him, and then coming up and says, well, I hid because I love you. And, like... Now I have a dog who I spend every single day with, and if she could talk, and if she told me that she loved me, I would just bawl like a baby <laughs> every second. Like, so I just find more tiny little pieces of substance that, as I grow and as I as my family grows, are more emotional to me each time. So that's why Up always. Up is my number one. Wally is my number two. Inside Out's my number three because like they're just the most emotional for me. And those are my bottom. Three yeah. At this point. Yeah. I have the same three, but in a different order. That's in my top three. Well, good. We're getting married. It should be so, like that. Um, <laughs> you know, the odd man out. Of <laughs> well, no, no. I, I just think you know it, it has to. Do really, with... you should just harass Ryan for missing. Like... Uh, no, a lot of it. Is... <laughs> a lot of it has to do with just kind of how you look at these films, and for me. Uh, Inside Out, Wally, and Up, which are my top three, I think just pack the biggest punch. And it's on purpose. They're clearly yeah. going for the emotional effect more exactly. than the other movies we have left on this list, except for maybe Toy Story 3 at the end. Oh yeah, they you were know? definitely going for and, emotion. And, and honestly, that's a little bit of why I don't like Inside Out as well. Mm. Because at no point do they really go with intellect being part of of the makeup emotions? of the of the child's mind, it's just all emotions. It also happens to be a girl who just seems to be all emotions. Mm-hmm. Now the boy well, shows up at the end; yeah. he's all emotions too. Dad is too, right? Yeah. The yeah, I guess just, that's you know, true too. I think they but, just that was their focus, right? Which is fine on there, yeah. but it it that's a really good all point. All emotions. There is no intellect involved in the decision making. Now, of course. Each one of the motions seems to have some type of intellect. And that's yeah. that's in kind of there. where I was going to go with that. Because I thought so, about that. But and... it's all tainted by emotion only. Mm-hmm. There is I mean, no I... information. I'm fine with Up being next. <laughs> <laughs> up at number seven? Yeah. Okay. 
So if up is at number seven, right. that brings us right. to number six, which again, Woo-hoo. I gotta win. <laughs> uh, I would I would say we start putting all about compromise. Toy, right. Toy Story two and Toy Story in here. They're good movies. They're very good Matthew, movies. They're in my top three. They're in your Both top. Of them. Wow. Okay. But we did just give up one of our top three. <laughs> we have number one. I I feel like there's only one movie on here that the three of us will agree to putting at number one. And what do you think that is? The Incredibles. I truly believe that. My number two. What's your number one? Toy Story. Oh, it's actually Toy Story. Actual Toy Story. Um, it's, the, it's from Toy Story 2, but yeah. You know. um, I love Zerg so much. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he talks too. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, for those listening at home, uh, we, we, we do this live with video and everything on Twitch Tuesday nights. So we have sometimes we have fun props and toys and stuff on the table. Eric brought his like one-one scale Zerg toy from the movie, uh, from the second movie, yeah. which is just awesome. Um, anyway, so so yeah, so I think, I mean, I definitely don't see putting Toy Story at number one. I think that it, it's very important to Pixar, yeah. obviously. <laughs> right? <It's> true. <laughs> um, but from a story perspective. I don't think it goes anywhere near as deep or sophisticated as some of the other ones left on this list. I'd be okay with Toy Story 2 at number 6, Monsters, Inc., and Inside Out. That's 5 and 4. I might die on the hill for Wally. I've still got Wally way down there. I know. I've got Monsters, Inc. just ahead of Inside Out. So if, if we wanted to put like Monsters, Inc. at six, I wouldn't have a big problem with that. It's just one I, I enjoy a great deal. That one I did also rewatch, not because I needed to see it again, just because I wanted to watch that one again. Yeah. What if we did... The hair rendering in that is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is. <laughs> and we didn't talk about the balloons and up, but they had to no. create a whole new computer system to even do that. Yeah. No. Um, you know, uh, but... Uh, what if, what if we did Toy Story 2 at 6 and Monsters, Inc. at 5? I'll be okay with that. That bumps both of those up on my list already, so. Yeah, yeah it puts Toy Story 2 lower than I would prefer. <laughs> but not way outside the range. It, 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 it knocks Toy Story 2 down three notches for me. And then uh, Monsters, Inc. just down one. It moves up. Let's see. I, have Mo- I actually have Monsters, Inc. at 6 on my list and Toy Story 2 at 8 so it does bump one of those up one and the other one up two so are we good with that? I'm fine with that pretty good okay alright so Toy Story 2 compromise sucks guys at (laughs) 6 Monsters Inc at 5 so now we're down to the big four here um and I mean of the remaining four which is the worst Wally okay (laughs) Oh, okay. Inside Out is definitely better than Wally. 
Look, Inside I, Out is I think we've got this. Wally, okay. it's four. Okay. Inside Out is three. Toy Story is two, and Incredibles is one. I'm not, I don't agree with that. Okay. I'm okay with putting Wally at four. Okay, I, then I Wally okay. is at four. I am okay with putting Wally at four. You're really the gonna more, argue for Inside Out being the number one. Thing. I think of the three that are remaining, Toy Story is the weakest. I think it has the least sophisticated story. I think it has the it has the weight of it being the first Pixar film to carry it through and the fact yeah. that it made a trilogy. <sighs> but Toy or Iron Man had the exact same argument for our ranking in Iron Man 1. Except that I still think Iron Man is one of the better MCU movies to date anyway. I still think it's better Just than Just letting most you know of, that no, I use that as your a logic. point. It's a point for the movie. It's important. That Toy Story is the first. It is important, which is why in all of our lists it was in the top ten, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and there was, I mean, at least for I don't know about you, Ray, but there was a Toy Story film in the top five of both Eric and me. Yes. And was there one for you too? Toy Story two was my number five okay. film. So like, yeah. I mean, we're not. I'm not trying to belittle these movies at all. Right. Um, but I think if you look at first off, The Incredibles is the only good Fantastic Four movie I've ever made. <laughs> ever made. <laughs> right. Uh, it 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 had such a cult following because of how good it is, how unique it is, how strong the characters are, how strong the Bird is incredibly is. talented. The music is stellar. I mean, it has one of the most recognizable scores of Pixar films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, you know, they and created a, a significant superhero universe with multiple superheroes and villains mm-hmm. and did it without stepping on any Marvel DC toes. At that point, they don't need to worry about that so much now. <laughs> right. But it was a big deal. Like, I appreciated exactly. the creativity. Right. You know? Um, and I think that's really important. I think that Toy Story uses, you know, relatively basic characters. Mm-hmm. It's not that complex of an idea. It was maybe new at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But the idea of toys or thing, inanimate things coming to life wasn't new in right. the 90s. You know, so I, I just think it wasn't that in, the first time, yeah. Inside Out, on the other hand, is really the first movie to actually look at what it was looking at, those individual mm-hmm. emotions controlling a person. And intellect may not have been focused on, but the emotions each had a piece of that intellect. And I yeah. think it's important because humans, especially kids, have to look through that emotional lens. As much as we may want to separate it out, mm-hmm. as much as people who know me know I try to. You know, it's not always possible, especially at a younger age. We have even less control over our emotions, right. you know. And so I just thought that it was so unique. It was so different. It was so out there. It was risky. It was emotional. It was well-written, you know, that I, I definitely think it's better than Toy Story. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Rebuttals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it was yeah. I, I went through this this list. I, I was looking at all the story ideas, the the originality, and things like this, and then finally just threw that all out and went with what I liked. <laughs> that's <laughs> and that's where Toy Story came in at, at number one for me. And this is where it starts to get tough because I mean, Toy Story and The Incredibles are both easier watches than yes. Inside Out. But should Inside Out get a get a knock? For being a more powerful movie, being a more serious movie. I don't think it gets a knock. It still has, you know, the lighthearted moments in yeah. it. So it's not like it's this huge downer. I 
I think putting it at number three is huge praise. Yeah. You know? So you're okay with putting it at number three? Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. That'd be last last place then. But the last okay. of... I'd I'm be surprised because okay. the other two are not in your top three originally. No. So they are not. However, Inside Out is my number three. So <laughs> you know, that's the closest I get to a win here. <laughs> <laughs> and and that Inside Out was a movie I enjoyed, but not nearly to the level I enjoyed the other two. That's that's I the big. Agree oddly with enough. That. I don't know. Emotions are what put them inside <laughs> out down to three for me. Uh, all right. And it's another Pixar movie I've only watched once. Fair enough. Okay. So Although we, I love Bing Bong. He's so good. So we put Inside Out at number three. <laughs> oh, we took him off the side. Bing Bong was on the side. He's upstairs now. Uh, my my stuffy? Because I know the pop was Oh. My stuffy was on. I don't know where that is. I'm sorry. <sighs> Gotta find my stuffy. Um. <laughs> Alright, so then, in this case, since we're down to the final two movies, The Incredibles and Toy Story, I definitely think The Incredibles is a better overall film. Yes, if I have to choose between those two films, I'd watch The Incredibles. Your arguments against Toy Story, I think, have, have swayed me to, to to put my number two, The Incredibles, in, Just swap them. in it number one. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. I All think right. we're there. Alright, we have finished ranking the Pixar films. As as a compromise here, we all, <laughs> well, we all had to you know? take some kicks there. Uh, starting at the bottom, Cars 2, The Good Dinosaur, Monsters University, Cars 3, Finding Dory, Brave, A Bug's Life, Ratatouille, Cars, Incredibles 2. Number 10, Toy Story 3, Coco, Finding Nemo, Up, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Wally, Inside Out, Toy Story, and number 1, The Incredibles. Let us know what you think, of course, in the comments below. <laughs> like Wally is way too high. Blasphemy. <laughs> At me on Twitter, man. I'll fight you. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. All right. Well, that's it for us then this week. Um, next week we'll be reviewing the new Venom movie. Maybe. <laughs> no, so, we're well, definitely reviewing it. If we're going to see it, we might as well review yeah, it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, Eric, thank you again for, for joining us. Of course. You've got a friend in me. Aww. Aww. Okay. Uh, you are, of course, are also the Red Dalek. Well, I'm the Dalek dad. Now, okay, well. Yeah. yeah he, he's... He's more of a roommate. You, you, <laughs> ca- you kind of passed the torch a bit, like in Cars 3. No, no, I was oh, never God, really the, the Dalek. <laughs> My son's always been the Dalek. Gotcha. I was Dalek support. Okay. You know, I was more the mater of the bunch. Oh. I thought you built it. So. I did build it. Okay. I did build it. Built it. I did build it. And, <laughs> and the TARDIS. And, I, and I'm the guy who lugs it around all the time. <laughs> but I'm not the one that gets confined in there for, you know, eight to ten hours a day. That's fair. That's while fair. he performs. Because he's the one that sells it. He's got the voice. Yes. The, Spot on. The, the voice, the comedy, the... Yeah, he's he's really good at uh, at selling the, the whole Dalek. There are plenty of, of better Daleks... Better designed Daleks out there. I don't know. But I haven't seen anybody that's done the acting like he has. I like so. yours, oh, per- yeah. personally. Yeah, it's pretty so. great. I, I love it, too. has <laughs> got a Any space thoughts? in my garage. Aww. <laughs> Any thoughts about making a Cyberman to go with it? 
Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I never write about that. <laughs> thoughts. Plenty of thoughts. Plenty of thoughts. Thoughts not, are good. Not happening. Okay. Like a plenty of thoughts. <laughs> That's fine. Thoughts are good. I'm good at that. I ask people that kind of stuff all the time, and they're like, no. No, that's, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's, it's awful. Yeah. So, Eric, if people wanted to reach out to you or the Red Dalek in some way, how might they do that? Red Dalek is on Facebook as The Red Dalek. And uh, I am on Twitter as Doc Sci-Fi because I am Dr. Eric Collins. That's right. That's right. We should have introduced you that way. Yeah, you know, it's an honorary degree, so I, I even forget about it a lot. <laughs> hey, I don't have one. I mean, you know. I'm well, guessing it's not an honorary. There's a place on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought you know, Dr. Mayer sounds good. Yeah. It sounds a little confusing. Doctor, the Star Trek dude. <laughs> Why couldn't you be the Star Trek doctor? Doesn't that make more sense? Because my handle is the Star Trek dude. All right, okay. That's right. So that's where you can find me. I am the Star Trek dude on Twitter. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is our Star Trek podcast. I am at Siren Ray, spelled with a Y, R A E S I R Y N R A E. Um, I'm mostly a cosplayer, so that's why you follow me. You you follow for the costumes, you stay for the trash talk. That's that's what I say. <laughs> or maybe you don't. I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, we are, of course, Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at heroespodcasts.com uh, uh, or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroespodcasts. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, you can chat with us. You can also follow us on Twitter at Screen Heroes Pod or the whole network at Heroes Podcasts. So that's it for us. Woo! We'll catch you guys next week. And if you want to hear any more from me, let them know. If you don't, don't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. That was perfect. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.